What is up, everybody? You are now listening to the Truth Pace Podcast. I am your host, Joe Jesse. And happy 2019. Made it through 2018, barely. And boy, it's 2019. Off to in an inferno of a start. This R. Kelly shit is crazy. Let me tell you right now, if you are the type to be easily offended, this is not the podcast for you. If you're the type of person who is very opinionated and has no sense of humor, this is not the podcast for you. If you know me personally and think that because you know me, that you can reach out to me, about what it is that I say on here in the hopes that maybe I'll change my content. This is not the podcast for you. It's 2019, and I'm tired of being so filtered in PC, mainly because it's too difficult, and a lot of my friends enjoy the more unfiltered version of myself. Why? Because I'm going to say what everyone wants to say. But no one is going to say. And what a better topic than Robert Kelly. I'm not going to call him by his stage name. After watching that Surviving R. Kelly series, I can't call him by his stage name anymore. Those songs, those songs don't have the same meaning anymore. You know what those songs are like to me? See, I watch too much Law and Order SVU. That's like one of my favorite shows on television ever. So I look at this R. Kelly stuff like I'm fucking Benson trying to figure out a case. And to me, all of those R. Kelly songs, all those songs are trophies. Not necessarily for being a successful song, but to me, I look at those songs is more so trophies reminding him of certain girls and the things that he's done with those girls. He's sick. This is a sick nigga. Like, 110%. We knew that when that tape came out. We knew something was up with the whole Leah thing. I was explaining to my stepdad who R. Kelly was and this whole R. Kelly thing. He's white in country. He don't know this shit. So he, I'm explaining it to him. My mom is like, (laughs) my mom, she goes, I'm not surprised. R. Kelly's been doing this shit since the 80s. I said, oh my God, wait a minute. But then you start thinking about it. Aaliyah was the first one that we knew about. And we all thought that whole thing was a little weird. Even if she was 18, it was still weird. But we knew she was under 18, which made it even weirder. So then, for those people who didn't know if they really did get married or not, spoiler alert, they did. Forged some signatures. Well, I guess the manager at the time, or the security, I think he was, had forged some stuff, get them them married real quick. Shotgun wedding, too. No gown, tux, nothing. We got that thing sewn up quick before anybody knew what could happen. Bound by law. And my takeaway from that, I saw an interview with Dame Dash. And my takeaway from that whole thing is something that Dame Dash said. Because Dame Dash and Aaliyah, that was his girl. And he, he had said that he had asked her one time, about him and she said or he said that all she said was is that r kelly is a really bad bad man and that's it and really he said that's it because he could tell that there was a place she would have to go to or be sent back to in her mind in order to answer some questions that he ultimately would ask And him knowing that alone was enough for him to be like, all right, 
I'm not going to go any further with the question. That's kind of why he had, well, that's mainly why he had an issue with Jay-Z working with R. Kelly, which kind of started the beginning of the breakdown of the partnership between Dame and, and Jay-Z with Rockefeller. Which I mean, I you know I get that, you know what oh you know what homeboy's about. You still rocking with him? Uh, you know, personally, I can't I can't rock with him. I don't rock like that. If you rock with him, I can't rock with you. You gotta stand on something, right? If that means you lose opportunities, then you at least stand on something, you know. But for some people, they'd rather take the opportunity, clean it up later, you know. If it's successful, unfortunately, I don't know for all. For me, I well, I wasn't. I don't know the numbers, but to me, it looked like that was an L. The whole best of both worlds thing was an L. Musically, it had potential, but ultimately, nasty. Don't let me get into this whole thing about Jay Z liking young girls. Foxy, I guess the first time he met Beyonce. She was 16, 17. I mean, hey. I mean, I guess that that was I guess that was the thing. Biggie and Little Kim. Someone had mentioned that Little Kim was like 16 or 17 years old on her first album cover. Like shit. Now looking back at that now as a 32-year-old that's wild and uncomfortable. At that age, you know, for me, it was, I guess it was whatever. But to think that that image was being shown to ultimately guys that were over the age of 18. Really, you're listening to hip-hop, you're probably 20 or above. So a 16-year-old is dressed like that. Showing all that off to older men. Jeez, Louise. I won't get too far into that whole part of it. I really want to keep this thing short. It's hard, though. It's six. Cha- it was six chapters. And, you know, it just got nastier and greasier. And it was wild. I feel like at this point, everyone's pretty much said everything there is to say about the series and now this nigga R. Kelly well this this nigga Robert is going through some shit right now it is January 11th and apparently this guy's had a series of some pretty serious panic attacks today or yesterday shit I don't blame him I'd be fucked up too if I saw that if I was him and saw that docuseries It's a wrap. It's a wrap for me, brother. I'm out of here. I know that. You just pray to God that, you know, I can beat this thing again. And if he's crazy enough, he'll probably believe he can beat that shit again. He ain't going to beat that. He ain't going to beat this. Oh, my God. There's too many women as examples of his behavior and actions. What these women were willing to share in this series was uncomfortable to listen to. So to imagine what it was like for them to endure this just this behavior and to endure this level of embarrassment and and degradation and even the things that they couldn't talk about that only they could speak to maybe a psychiatrist about those things you start thinking about all those things it's just like fuck man this guy This guy is a monster. And in the midst of all this, he is making some motherfucking hit songs. God damn. R. Kelly was 
churning them out. He was a hit factory. And what this docuseries did, which completely fucked me up, was that they, well, I don't know if they intended to do it like this, but this is pretty much what happened for me was they associated certain songs or like time periods with certain women that are yeah that he was either dating or um you know going uh, you know I, I guess held captive or whatever and you start or I start thinking about like all this crazy shit that he's doing these women are telling some incredibly disturbing and heartbreaking stories and in the middle of this in the middle of all of this this guy is making songs like bump and grind you remind me you know i believe i can fly there was one the the one story the one story that really like fucked me up or at least the one song associated with all this that really fucked me up was the um you are not alone this right here if really i didn't have to watch any more after this after this part right here, this right here, let me know, like, okay, I see what we got here. This nigga is on some other shit. This nigga is, in, <clears throat> he is, without a doubt, a monster. Yeah, he needs to be put away. There was a young girl that he met out at Aventura Mall. And for me, it, it just hit a little bit closer because I used to go to I used to live in Miami for a few years going to school out there and I've been to Aventura Mall a lot like Aventura Mall that's the mall that you go to in in Miami you know you can go to to Dolphin Dolphin uh is it, is it Dolphin Mall um, Dolphin Dolphin Park some nice ass like mall out there <laughs> you can check that out. But for the most part, Aventura Mall, that's the one that you go to. That's the one everyone goes to. So to hear that he went there lets me know, okay, you're looking for teenagers. Because that's the mall that the teen, that's the nice mall that the teenagers go to. But that lets me know, like, okay, that's what you're doing. And he ends up meeting this girl, long story short, wraps her up. She's held captive, right? He'll have her in a hotel room, just in there, isolated. Telling her, like, she can't leave and shit. If she does, his people is going to follow her. And, you know, if she tries anything, they're going to you know, fuck her up or whatever, right? So imagine, like, I think at this point it might have been a year that she was kind of being held to this kind of level of intimidation. This was, I guess, the basis of their relationship. This sick nigga, this, this motherfucker plays her a song. He tells her he's working with Michael Jackson, right? Which, now, in the to me, this is... Because we get we have the big picture, this is an old story, right? So I guess in in the time it would be a little it would seem a little bit more isolated as if maybe this was just one of four girls. But because there are multiple women, it seems as if he's as you're watching this, he's doing this with all of them almost at the same time because it's a time period, right? They're they're cramming in maybe like. 10 years into one segment, but they get enough women to where it just seems you get the picture of one after the other, right? So to me, him being able to go from one woman to the to another, 
I'm I was almost shocked or really put off by how forthcoming he would be with information. It just seems strange to me. Like you're going to isolate this young girl who you met when she was I think she was 18, right? And he's um like I said this is right before he started working with Michael Jackson. I don't know what album this was um but you know, he's telling her he's working with Michael Jackson, which to me would seem like something to be excited about, but I don't know why you would share this information with someone you're treating like this. It doesn't make sense. I, I mean, it does. I get it, but it's just like, fuck, that's dark. Um, and he plays her a song, right? He plays her a song and he plays her You Are Not Alone. And... He 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 kind of plays it as almost like I wrote this with you in mind, and you listen to that song. Everyone knows that song. It's an incredible song. But knowing that now, it's like, oh god, that song is fucking nasty, like. It, whether that's true or not, if it is true, oh God. If it's not true, oh God. You're just sick. Another day, I'm reading, I'm going to read the lyrics. Hold on, where, where's, because there's a, a section of that song that's just like uncomfortable. Well, I mean, the core, like the course of it, you know, but you are not alone. I'm here with you. Though we're far apart, you're always in my heart. You are not alone. What? But it's the second to last part. Just the other night, I thought I heard you cry, asking me to come and hold you in my arms. I can hear your prayers. Your burdens I will bear, but first I need your hand, and forever can begin. Sick. He's sick. This is sick, nigga. The Pied Piper? We should have known at that point, like, what it was. Because the Pied Piper, like, the Pied, the whole, I mean... We all know what it is at this point, right? At this point. If you've seen the doc, they've mentioned the Pied Piper a lot. But, I mean, I didn't know what that was at the time when he started calling himself that. And then I think because it was just some moniker that artists have, I think just growing up with it, I never put two and two together. <coughs> Excuse me, I never associated the two to, the two together. Just a sick, sick, sick man. So you it goes into that and I think for me like this to me the it's six parts, but I break, I really broke it down into two parts. The first three, which to me is the history of his behavior, even the history of what's happened to him and the abuse that he endured as a child. But then the the fucked up shit he was doing to these women, you know, even even to his, his wife when he was married, the level of isolation, control, and intimidation that he put on his wife. Like, a lot of people were like, how could you be by your husband's side and not say anything when the whole sex tape thing came out? None of us knew that when that shit dropped and that bomb blew up, he put her and the kids on a bus and drove them motherfuckers to Florida. He didn't drive them. He had someone else drive them. Didn't tell them where they were going, how long they were going to be going, 
why they were going. They were just gone. And when they were there, they were just there. Stuck there. While he's in the middle of doing all this extra shit. Fighting for his freedom. It The middle part is the trial and the sex tape. Which I don't want to get into because that's nasty. It's really nasty and it's gross. We all know what it is. It's fucked up. Like it's like the first time OJ went on trial and got away with it. Like it is what it is, unfortunately. The third part goes into kind of more recent and current stuff and girls. I was unaware of what was going on in Atlanta. Granted, I don't be like, I'm not checking for R. Kelly like that. And R. Kelly's business wasn't really getting put out there in the news like that. But the, the second part for me starts with the Atlanta house. It, it, the transition, it ends with the girl who he met while on trial. I forgot that young lady's name, but God bless her. It ends with her story, and the second half starts with the story of Dominique, a girl that she befriended on MySpace because they both love R. Kelly, who ended up being trapped in that house after this girl was able um, to get out of there. So... Take a quick break. We're come back, and I'll talk about the second half up to the current status of what's going on with this nigga Robert, sicko mode Robert. Yuck. All right, welcome back. So, the story of Dominique is one that got me. I was wrapped up in it. Let me, t- I was all the way wrapped up in that story. And for those of you who haven't and refused to watch the docuseries, I don't blame you. You know, I don't blame you. Shit's fucked up. Shit's fucked up. It's sick. All that. I don't blame you. Long, uh, long story short, this girl ends up being one of the girls living in the house with R. Kelly She's moving back and forth, back and forth. No communication with her mother. Mom doesn't know where she, you know where she is. Is she in Chicago? Is she in Atlanta? Um, you know, I guess R. Kelly had a spot out in L.A. or something, and was out there. And you know, as girls are leaving, the one girl who who Dominique. Uh, I guess the girl Dominique got into the house through. This is a terrible way of, of kind of putting it. Um, once she left, she was able to give Dominique's mother information on where she thought she was. And her mother, um, you know, was kind of looking for her but was unable to get any get into any kind of contact with her. That was Robert's thing, you know, isolating these girls from their family and their friends and really making it very difficult for them to reach out, which ultimately creates, you know, that separation that's needed for the girls to become dependent on him. And he breaks them, builds them back up, breaks them so that they become not only financially, but mentally and emotionally dependent on him. Just a sick... Sick dude, you know what I mean? Sick manipulator, control freak. And so the the reason why this whole story got me wrapped up was there's a girl right now, Jocelyn Savage, whose parents were, they were, it kind of started with them. Uh, no, they were the second part of the second half. So we'll keep it with with. Dominique, but Jocelyn, everyone knows about Jocelyn Savage because her parents have been so outspoken 
through the news, making statements, public addresses, pleads to their daughter and to Robert to just let her come home. You know what I mean? She's brainwashed. You know what I mean? Like, we've got our daughter held captive. Like, we know what type of, we know what type of sick dude you are. Give us our daughter back. And on, you know, Jocelyn's pretty much like, you know, I'm not being held captive. I'm, you know, everything's all good, which is a motherfucking lie. But, you know, whatever. That's what she's saying. And TMZ catches her in L.A., right? Oh, my God. What a great what a great shot. And they catch her, and they do a quick little interview with her. So Jocelyn, I think, is outside of this restaurant. It's her and this other, other uh, guy, some, you know, teenager or whatever. Um, and she's answering questions, you know. No, you know, I'm not held against my will, and, you know. I'm just out here, you know, vacationing, doing a little shopping, you know, whatever. Um, and it's just like, okay, that's weird. But that boy, Dominique's mother recognized that boy. And it's because it was her daughter, Dominique. That boy was not a boy. That's her daughter. After her hair had been cut. Her outfit and style had been changed. And now she had a bunch of tattoos. She dressed like a tomboy. Which is like, okay, whatever. Until you start to learn, like, this nigga had her dressed up like a boy and was having her, like, behave kind of like a tomboy and even went as far as to like draw on like mustaches or beards on her sometimes like when that when that part was shared I was done I said you know what I'm I'm out of here driver stop the car please let me out I'm done with this ride I thought I thought I was ready for this ride clearly I am not I am not ready. Let me at let let me out, please. Let me out. I thought one thing of this man. In this part right here, had me fucked up. I'm not gonna lie to you. She said she wanted to make Dom. He she said Robert wanted to make Dominique his little boy toy. And. That was the sick. That was the sickest shit I heard. I was done after that. You can do whatever you want with this nigga, Robert. You can put him under the jail, inside the jail, strap him on top of the jail. I don't care what you do with this nigga. Like, do what you want <laughs> with him. Just get him away. Just make sure he's not free. He ain't putting out no music. The last song he put out that got any type of attention was that damn I Admit, which is so awkward, yet so narcissistic and brazen. A goddamn 20-minute song talking about all the shit you've been accused of. Just sick. Sick, sick, sick. So the mother recognizes her daughter and is like okay they must be out in LA the mom's going out there already to film her part for the series because this is where they're recording and doing a lot of the filming for it so the mom is like fuck it I'm you know if I'm already out here I forgot where she was from um but somewhere from the from the short distance anyway from the Midwest, so the mother's like, "Look, I came all the way out here. I'm gonna look for my daughter." She figures, you know, just after already all these mothers and parents have been looking for their children for a while, so they've been getting clues from other girls and from other parents about kind of 
the patterns and behaviors of Robert, how he has these girls up in certain hotels and certain places and certain areas. And so these parents have kind of picked up on patterns and are look certain. They tend to look at certain places where they think that their children might be based on just a pattern of history. So the mother decides she's going to go to a hotel where she thinks she's at. She's going to go to several hotels where she thinks she's at Beverly Hills. And so she manages to find the hotel. And she tells the manager, hey, I'm here out of town. My daughter's staying in the hotel. She doesn't know I'm here. I want to surprise her. It's Mother's Day. Do you think you can help me? And there, you know, of course, who wouldn't want it? Oh, my God, that's a, that's wonderful. I would fall for that. Yeah, absolutely. What can I do? And so the mom is like, look, just have her come down. My And for all of you who plan on watching it, like, and I'm telling you the good stuff. I don't give a shit. Like, if you don't want to hear what happens, then go ahead and fast forward probably another five minutes. 10 minutes or just stop listening to this episode i already got your listen so you ain't got to listen to the rest of it listen to next week's episode if you don't want the spoiler alert but they're like yeah what can we do she said just tell her to come down there's a package so they call up to the room and she's like yeah she won't come she won't come down and the mom is all disappointed like man okay and the manager is like would you like me to take her take you up to the room me, I'm all like, oh shit, it's about to get real, because I know how it goes down. These rooms, they're all in isolation. Like these women don't talk to nobody, and they truly believe that they can't leave these rooms. And if they do, they have to call R. Kelly and ask for permission, which is wild as fuck. But the mom goes up to the room, knocks on the door. Dominique opens the door in shock, like, oh my god, what are you doing here? And the mom, they're whispering, right? Because Jocelyn's in the room. I guess they got a suite, and Jocelyn's in the bedroom. Dominique's in the little living room. And um, they're whispering, and the mom's pleading with her, like, please, please, like, come home. Like, please, I miss you. Like, you know, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Mind you, the manager and stuff, they're kind of there, like, outside. And it's just a really awkward kind of situation. I can only imagine what they're thinking, right? Because Dominique looks shocked. The mom's whispering but pleading with her, like, please come home as if she's being held against her will or some shit. Like, I'd be tripping if I was the manager. And so the mom is, like, pretty much like, you know, when, when, you know, when can I see you? And, you know, Dominique is like, you know, I'll call you. And so the mom gets down to the elevator and um, she just, you know, she starts praying in the corner. And the manager's kind of, I'm sure he's just kind of like, what the fuck just happened? The mom, you know, is like, you know, obviously thankful and so appreciative of the manager helping out. And like, you know, she was telling him, like, you don't know, like, how, like, how great of a Mother's Day gift you just gave me. Like, I can't thank you enough. So Dominique calls. The mom, through the aunt, I guess, right, um, and tells her, come back to the hotel at 6. I can see you at 6. The mom comes back at 5.45 because she can't wait. She gets to the hotel, and the manager is there, and he's like, hey, ma'am, like, you know, can I speak to you? And so he brings her into the office, and then I'm over here like, oh, man, what's he about to say? Like, is he about to say some stuff like, yo, like, we thought something crazy was going on, and we want to help you get your daughter out? And he's like, look, total opposite. He's like, look, um, she called the police, said that you weren't her mother, and, uh, you know, wanted to press charges or, like, file a report, and so... Because of that, because of our policy, like, now, because, we, you know, because of that, we can't have you here. So if you're here, technically, you're trespassing, and we're going to have to call the police. And the mom's just like, oh, my God, okay, no problem, I'll leave. And so the mom left, and the mom 
it like she's not upset because she's just kind of like you know it is what it is like you know this is just what's been happening like this is what's fucked up this is not new she's just used to this shit like this is just what it is for this nigga R. Kelly but the mom is like nah fuck that nah fuck that I came way too far I ain't going out like that so the mom sneaks into the hotel and into the bathroom and just waiting in the stall hoping that the daughter will show up daughter Dominique shows up with a backpack some slides and a hat and the mom is like we're going we're gonna get you out of here they find a back door hit that back door take off running hop into a van take out take off and that was that you know, she got her daughter back, but holy shit, what? It had been two, three years, maybe, I think it was, since she had had her daughter home and been in, like, direct contact with her daughter. Sick shit, man. There was the 30-year-old, which I'm sure for a lot of people was like, whoa, like, what's up with the 30-year-old? That's weird. Nah, he probably just doing that shit to throw us off the scent. You ain't slick, Rob. You still nasty, nigga. You still a control freak. You still an animal. I don't know why you got that one. Oh, no, wait. I do know why you chose that one. Because she was coming from a relationship where the dude was abusive. And a cheater. And so by you telling her, you know, openly, I got a bunch of chicks, she was like, oh my God, like, I wish more men were like you. Because she wasn't right. Not her fault. It's more her ex-husband's fault, but, you know, whatever. It's R. Kelly's fault for taking advantage of that like he did. Nasty. But had her up in the Atlanta house with a bunch of other girls. She ends up getting out. And he ends up getting evicted from that house. And that's when all the shit starts coming out. Starts hitting the fan. About how this man, R. Kelly, got a harem of women. And each girl. Apparently this girl said that each one of them had a room in the house and they all stayed to their rooms and were never allowed out of their rooms and she wasn't aware of this until one day after being flown out to see him on tour getting told while out there you ain't going home bring us you better get a suitcase for clothes and they pull up to the the, the Georgia house. What? I don't know how long she was there, but she was there for a minute and managed to leave. There's a current story of Azriel, and I'm rooting for her parents because her parents, man, they love her. And they deserve to have their daughter back the way they're fighting for her. Some parents may not put up much of a fight and just give up and think because it's R. Kelly, he's too powerful. Just, nope. That is some loud bang. Recording in public spaces. <laughs> the joys. But we're 17 minutes in and I'm not going to re-record this. So I apologize for that banging in the background. But they haven't seen their daughter in almost three years. They have not seen nor spoken to their daughter in nearly three years. I won't share her story because that falls more into what's happening currently. And I think that ultimately, once R. Kelly is charged, 
I think a lot of these women will start to be let go and will be freed and that's when shit's gonna get grim. I think that it's dark, but it's gonna get much darker. I was talking to my homeboy and we were talking about this and the analogy that I gave was at first I thought that this was dark, like lights off in an empty room type of dark, but come to find out this was like dark, like dark in a room with no windows and you're looking underneath the couch type of dark. This is a different, this is a whole nother level of dark. Like, I don't know if it's any darker underneath the couch in a pitch black room, but I'd imagine that it is. If it can get darker, it can. And I think that once he's brought to trial again, there's going to be a whole new level of dark that's that's going to be uncomfortable. And I think he knows it. I think he knows it's over. Because there's stories of him having these damn panic attacks. Story came out today. Police find no evidence of women being held hostage at R. Kelly's Trump Tower residence. What? <clears throat> These wellness checks never seem to go well, unfortunately. But I'll tell you what. This nigga's name is on fire. You type in R. Kelly on Google and go to news. 97.5 million results come up in 0.14 seconds. I'm just going to read some of these headlines for you. Crisis and PR experts are in agreement about R. Kelly's future. How radio is dealing with R. Kelly in 2019. At least two women contact Cook County prosecutors with new R. Kelly evidence. What surviving R. Kelly tells us about race and sexual abuse. After the surviving R. Kelly documentary, hashtag MeToo has finally gotten attention. From Justin Bieber to Celine Dion, all of R. Kelly's collabora collaborations, I don't know what the rest is, how Lady Gaga removed her R. Kelly collaboration from streaming sites. R. Kelly's attorney accuses Lady Gaga of exploiting his current situation. Um... R. Kelly, why so many ignore the warning signs? This is a story from New York Times. Yikes. I am well aware of who and what he is. R. Kelly's daughter speaks out. Oh boy. Nick Cannon calls out R. Kelly and music industry. R. Kelly may be under fire, but Chris Brown's career is still flourishing. What? R. Kelly's lawyer confirmed Singer married Aaliyah when she was 15, but there, but, but what? There is no but. This shit is, this shit is crazy. After watching that whole thing, I feel like I survived that docuseries. Holy shit. He's nasty. Then you got him out in Africa singing to people, singing to these women talking about, who wants to come? To America. What? You what? Like that's nasty. I think he was in Ethiopia for New Year's or something like that. Out here recruiting in Ethiopia. Hold on. Do you have your passport? Do you have your shots? 
Girl, would you want to come back with Rob to America? America. Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Girl, would you like which girl would you like to come back with Rob to America? You sick ass motherfucker. The shots part is just disrespectful. You nasty. You are nasty. He's just a nasty, nasty dude, man. And I saw something. Hold on. I'm going to find I'm going to find his Instagram page. Because he turned his comments off, which he's smart. He is he is smart to do that. And let me but he won he won smart to figure out he oh my god. See he wasn't smart enough to figure out that the internet is going to go to where they can leave comments and they gonna light that thing up. And sure enough, that is what he has done. He, let's see, the last photo he put up that you can comment on was on October 31st. And I would just read some of these comments because some of them are funny, some of them are not. I'll just give you, this will just give you an idea of kind of what the temperature is like for Robert out here in these streets. One person writes, and I'm not going to... All these people who think Kells is going to jail when he's not. Laugh emoji, laugh emoji, laugh emoji. Our Kelly ain't going to jail, y'all. Um, let's see. Uh, rat emoji, rat emoji, rat emoji. Let's see, another person wrote Dirtbag. One person, PSA, R. Kelly is a sociopath and needs professional mental health support. Pray for him and the kids. He is now also damaged psychologically because of his abuse as a child. Child abuse and molestation is a serious crime and the serious effects in in later life. Do the people in the back hear me? Man, he put that last part in all caps. That's real, though. I feel that. That's real. Uh, one person responded to the person talking about uh, him going to jail. Nope, she right. He ain't going. He ain't gonna go to jail. He's gonna kill himself before facing all of this. Hey, I I said that to uh, my friends. I said, do you think he's gonna try to off himself before all this hits the fan? You know, he can't go to prison if he did. Um. Well, one person replied. He's not going to kill himself. He's going to Africa from what I heard. Hey, you heard him recruiting out in Ethiopia. Do you have you do you have your shots? Do you wanna come back with Rob to America? Nasty ass. Abused people abuse people. I wish you had gotten help and therapy for abuse you suffered as a child instead of letting it get this far. Hell yeah. One person wrote, nasty MFR. Goddamn right. One person wrote, R. Kelly can't even read his own ad. <laughs> oh my God. Let's see here. Oh man. One person wrote, he needs to keep his head up. So they can take a clear photo of his mug shot. Um, let's see. I need the ones where people aren't replying to each other. Um, yeah, one person put, to be honest with y'all, he's not even that good. Um, pedo, 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 pedo. Dang. 
You said jail is just a free hotel. Yeah, these comments. I need the, the humor. Y'all ain't funny in here. I saw some stuff earlier said, uh, say what you want. R. Kelly can't read this. He's fucked up. He's fucked up. It's true, man. I look forward to the next saga in the story where the saga starts with police arrest Robert Kelly. Because I believe there is a new investigation being opened on him. Matter of fact, let's see. Newsweek, 10 hours ago, R. Kelly investigation. Police interrupt singer's birthday party after receiving false tip on warrant. Oh, no. Uh-oh. R. Kelly was celebrating his birthday at a club in Chicago when police unexpectedly arrived to question the singer. Kelly turned 52 on Tuesday but celebrated his new age at Chicago's V75 Knot Club late Wednesday night. Side note about V75. V75 is a 30-plus spot in Chicago who now has turned their Instagram account private. You only got 3,000 followers and your shit private. I know what's going on over there. Authorities arrived at the nightclub, but after receiving a false tip about a warrant about a warrant out for Kelly's arrest, a representative for the police department told the publications officers made contact with Kelly around 1 a.m. on Thursday morning after receiving a call regarding a person wanted. The spokesperson wouldn't confirm the exact location authorities arrived at, telling people police visited the Hunter Block of West 75th Street. TMZ, who was first to break the story on Thursday, reported the location as a popular nightclub. After running Kelly's name through their system, police determined there was no arrest warrant for the R&B singer and then left the scene. Fans of the site shared videos of Kelly at the club, belting out his 93 hits on Bump and Grind, and later seemed to acknowledge the police incident, telling the crowd, y'all motherfuckers don't know it's my motherfucking birthday, and I don't give a fuck what's going on tonight. Kelly's birthday shenanigans come in the midst of perhaps the most controversial time for the awards-winning singer after Lifetime's alarming docuseries, Surviving R. Kelly revealed Kelly's onslaught of physical, mental, and sexual abuse of young women and girls over the course of his nearly three-decade career. Yada, 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 yada. Meanwhile, an arrest warrant was actually issued for Kelly's former manager, James Mason, who allegedly threatened to kill Savage's family last year. Whoa, buddy. Yeah, so they're trying to catch him as best they can. Will they catch him? I don't know. But I think at some point they will because I think he thinks he can't be touched. And that's exactly when the law comes and touches you. So, Robert, we enjoyed your music, but it's time for you to get the fuck out of here.